Welcome to Traders Corner. Joining me as always is Garth McKenzie, founder and editor of Traders Corner. Garth, welcome. Hi, Julieta. Garth, as we do every week, we start off the show by talking about the S&P 500. And the words we've used is grinding higher. And yet, actually, if you take a, a sort of a step back and look at what it's done this year, it's been a phenomenal increase and not just a grind. But when you're in it, uh, it seems to be very sluggish indeed, and we're still in it. We're still in it, that's right. And it's still, it is grinding. I mean, when I say grinding, it's where it moves up. You know, 0.1% and then 0.2% and then 0.05% and it, it hardly moves at all but it's slowly but surely just edging higher and, and there's no meaningful pullback mm. and we've said it so many times on this show the S&P 500 hasn't pulled back more than 3% at any stage in the last 12 months and that's unheard of it's it, the last time that that happened was in 1914 where, where, where there was not a 3% drawdown in a year so, I mean, we, we are pretty much in uncharted territory here in terms of the, the lack of volatility and the lack of drawdown on the U.S. market. I mean, why it's important is because you have an option structure. And so um, if the international portfolio is likely to stand any chance of making any money this year, mm. it'll be if there's a pullback in the market. Do you actually see that happening? Uh, look, it's, it's looking unlikely at the moment. Uh, you're right. We've got this put spread option structure where the payoff is illustrated on the right hand side over here. And it works for us below 2560 on the S&P. 500. Now, as it stands at the moment, the S&P is trading at about 2,600. So it would, mean it would need to fall by 40 points or more for us to start making money on that structure. And that's by the 15th of December, which is only about three weeks or just less than three weeks away from now. Mm. So it's looking increasingly unlikely that we're actually going to get that outcome. So it'll probably be another situation where we've paid away our premium, which is $130 in this case, um, and we won't make any money out of it. And that unfortunately has been the case with these structures every quarter that I've run them this year. And, you know, in an ordinary year where you do get a 5 to 10% drawdown at some stage during the year, one of these option structures would most likely have worked for us. But this has been a very unusual year in the sense that we've had no pullback. Um, uh, am I going to give up on these things? Don't, no, definitely not, because I think certainly going into next year and, and possibly the latter half of next year, you may very well find that volatility does pick up somewhat. Um, there's plenty that I've read out there which suggests that that might be the case. So I do think that in the right kind of environment, these put spread structures are well worth doing. The, the risk to reward ratio on them is excellent. However, it's just not been the right kind of year for it this year. Yeah, and the local markets, um, there has been a little bit more volatility on the JSE, but we're still way off uh, where we might make money on um, said option structure. Yes, yeah, I know. Look, I mean, I've long since uh, given up on this option structure making money for us. You can see that the payoff is, is down the bottom here. I mean, uh, the, the futures closeout in December would need to be below 49,500 in order for that to make money. We're currently sitting at about 54,000 or thereabouts on the futures. So a 4,500 point pullback is what would, need, be, would be needed in order for that to make money. And I, I really can't see that happening. So, I mean, I've long since given up. Mm. We paid away our premium there. It was 1,549 Rand. So that's gone. We've already accounted for that. And um, I, I mean, I just can't see this making money. In terms of the structure of the top 40 future now, just technically, you can see that it has actually broken below the bottom end of that channel structure, which is which is drawn in over there. Um, the move below 54,200 marks a break below the bottom of that channel structure. Now, the next major area of support comes in at about 53,500. That's lateral support over there. So mm. we'll monitor that in the week ahead. If there was to be a bounce off of that level, that actually could line up a buying opportunity potentially for a, a little bit of a rebound. Yeah. 
That sort of ties in with uh, uh, what you'd like to look at this week, although it's not a change um, a trade per se, and that's the Randall exchange rate, is which which has been, which I think has foxed quite a lot of people following um, the downgrade that we got from Standard and Poor's on Friday night, even though Moody's held off. Yeah. Um, but just to see the rand well below 14 to the dollar is quite unusual. Well, it, it is. And yesterday, being Monday, the day after the, the downgrade effectively, when the rand strengthened by almost 3% on the day, which is not what conventional wisdom would have had you believe. And it just tells you really that the market was uh, pricing in a downgrade to a large extent, and the market was probably en masse caught wrong-footed following that downgrade. So what you had is a situation where uh, Standard & Poor's downgraded us, Moody's didn't, but left a sort of a negative outlook. And, and that probably was the best case scenario under the circumstances, because a lot of people were worried about a double downgrade and then the fact that we would then fall out of the city world government bond index mm. and there would be anywhere between 100 and 150 billion rands worth of bonds that may need to be sold in that, si in that situation. Now obviously we've averted that for now, and, uh, and, and, and as a result, we still, we're not full junk status on our domestic debt. Two out of the three ratings agencies have us as junk, and, and Moody's obviously still has, have us as investment grade. And, and, and the chase for yield globally is still very much on the go. So you now have a situation where South African bonds still offer very attractive yield. I mean, realistically, the, the risk of a, of, of a default is not very great. Okay, and, and yet you've got this chase for yield. So uh, once again, we see the money flocking into our bond market to try and take advantage of those higher yields, and hence why you saw the RAND strengthening by, by almost 3% yesterday. So what would you be looking out for from this point? Uh, because, uh, and so what are the key technical levels? Um, though you haven't initiated a trade, mm. would you rather be going long the RAND or uh, then short at this point? Well, I, yeah, I haven't done a trade this week, and, and this is really just to highlight the levels rather than to than to set up a trade. Um, what I'm specifically focusing on here is the fact that th that 13 Rand 50 to 13 Rand 60 zone is quite a big technical level for the Rand dollar exchange rate. You can see how the currency broke up through all of those highs in late October. That was quite a, a, a bearish break for the Rand. It's now come back and it's back sort of towards that zone now. And one might expect that that is an area where you could potentially find a little bit of dollar support slash Rand resistance. If the currency were to break convincingly below that area, below 13.50, then I think the 200-day moving average down here at about 13 Rand 30 would come into play. But I think the next major marker in terms of the journey of South Africa and what will be significant in terms of the journey for the Rand is going to be the ANC elective conference in December. And and, and, and we wait to see. So I expect the RAND may sort of adopt a little bit of a holding pattern mm. between now and then. And then thereafter, the thinking is probably that if we get a Cyril Ramaphosa victory, the RAND will probably strengthen on that news. If we got a NDZ victory, the RAND would probably weaken on that news. All other things being equal. If the 200-day uh, moving average is at 1330 and there were to be a Cyril Ramaphosa victory, say, mm. um, where then would the levels, where would the next levels be for the currency? Uh, if you look at this particular um, sort of trading history that you've got up on the screen. Well, I, I think that that 13.30 is probably the area where it would go to initially. That's the 200-day moving average. And then we'd have to see from there. Um, 
you know, it's difficult to predict this far in advance what it's likely to do. Uh, we, we don't even know what the outcome of the sure. elective conference <coughs> is going to be at this stage. So I'm just painting broad scenario okay. there without knowing, you know, I, I think we need to give it a bit more time to see what plays out. Yeah. Okay, I was pushing you to sort of, is it 1260, <laughs> is it 1280, what is it, Garth? Uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm a, I can't be as specific as that, <laughs> unfortunately. Okay, well let's uh, look at um, two of the trades then um, um, that have been quite recent for the portfolio, um, both of them in the res resources sector, um, and both of them seem to have worked out quite nicely. Yes, I'm happy to report we've got two profitable trades to report back on this week. So, first one is Exaro, we did this about three weeks ago, and at that stage I mentioned that we were looking at a, a trading range between 140 Rand and 150 Rand and I said that the likelihood was that it was going to break to the upside and that it would probably then see a move up to 160 Rand as a measured target. So we went long of 200 CFDs at 150 Rand and 65 cents looking for the move up towards 160. It has been a little bit of a bumpy ride but, but by and large uh, it hasn't gone substantially below our stop loss at any time so we've stuck with it. It has moved up towards our 160 Rand target. It didn't quite get there. The high was 159 Rand 90 and I sat there watching and <laughs> thinking come on you know get there and it just started to drift back and I figured you know it's got so close let's just take that profit so 159.20 is eventually where I managed to get out of that trade so we made a, a reasonable profit there 1586 Rand including costs which adds around about one and a half percent to the value of our capital. And actually, if you look at what Exara and then also Kumba, which we'll get to now, have done today, um, I think you'd be very glad that you sold out where you did, because I think Exara has moved back down to 151 or 152. Mm. Yeah, it seems to be hovering now above that 150 area. That, that 150 Rand level probably should act as quite strong support on Exara now, actually. So if you were wanting to trade it again, it might still be an idea to buy weakness to 150 and now trade a range between 150 and 160 would be my, my best guess. Yeah. So, and this is, it's great. This is a trade that's worked out because um, I know that you thought maybe 160 could go north of 160 Rand, but it didn't. So um, it would have been devastating, I think, to have just held on in the expectation that was going to happen and then see those profits dwindle away. Yeah. Look, this has been a difficult year. I mean, we make no secret of that. So any small profits that we can grab at <laughs> now in the, in the dying moments of this year I'll take because it, it just serves to help improve what has been a tough year. Okay so how did Kumba work out then? Kumba's worked out nicely these are the best kind of trades where they work off the bat and you, you in profit almost immediately. So what we identified with Kumba was that it's in this upward trend since middle of September and further back actually but uh, it had that flag pattern, which is evident over there. And I, I was looking for it to break out above that flag and go on to 330 Rand as a target. So we went long on the move above 300 Rand. We bought 100 CFDs at 301 Rand and 20 cents. Stop loss 290 and target 330. And I'm thrilled to say that it got to 330. I think the, the intraday high was about 334, if I'm okay. not wrong. We had an, an auto sell order in there at 330. So I traded and we managed to bank 2,000. 754 nice. Rand on that trade after costs. So another nice one, that's about 2.7% that we add to our capital and it's nice to report back uh, another profit here. And especially nice also because Kimber's come off quite sharply today mm. and I think it's trading at about 311 uh, the last time I checked, well when we recorded the show, so it's back in the sort of mm. three teens. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. So another, another example of why it's been good to bank the profit and just uh, lock it away quickly. Okay, so what, is the, what do the portfolios look like? Because um, 
the South African portfolio is looking a lot better, unfortunately, yeah. than the offshore portfolio. Correct. So the South African portfolio is looking somewhat respectable. Uh, it's up 14.5% now for the year. So this is actually a new high for our portfolio for the year to date. So it's quite nice to be moving towards the end of the year on a, on a high note. Uh, you can see the profits that we made on both Kumba and on Exara over there. Uh, and then the offshore portfolio not looking great, unfortunately, still down 10% here. And a large part of the reason for this is that I've been pretty fixated with these put spread structures. And every quarter we've done one and we've sort of uh, paid away between 1% and 2% of our portfolio in an insurance premium looking for the pullback. The pullbacks just haven't come. And as a consequence, it's, it's eroded our portfolio throughout the year. And we will discuss this in a little bit more greater depth when we actually review the year and look at where the profits and losses have come from on the yeah. respective portfolios. Because I can see the criticism being that uh, you took these structures as insurance but then didn't really trade against them mm. uh, and didn't do much more active trading yeah. in the offshore portfolio. Yeah, absolutely right. Uh, the, I think there's a number of lessons to have been learned from the way I've traded the offshore portfolio this year. One of them being that I actually simply haven't been active enough and and I think next year we need to address that uh, a lot more thoroughly yeah well I suppose we've got what two or three shows three shows until the end of the year mm. so we will be wrapping up uh, the year that was and hopefully there'll be a little left over for charity unfortunately it's going to be one of our worst years um, yeah. in the history of the show but we will be getting to that uh, and Gothen just a reminder um, that's for the last couple of weeks of the year people can still get a weekly alert yes if you go to traderscorner.co.za and you click on uh, the middle of the page there you'll see a link for a free weekly email click on that it takes two minutes to register your details and then we'll send you an email once a week on a Tuesday detailing what is coming up on the show for that week Great. We'll leave it there. Garth, thanks as always for joining us. Garth McKenzie is founder and editor of Traders Corner. This is Traders Corner in brief. Joining me as always is Garth McKenzie. And talking about brief, you made a quick buck this week, Garth. Yes, Kumba. It worked out very nicely for us. And the nice thing about this stock is when it moves, it really does move quite quickly. So we got into this trade at just about 300 Rand, looking for a move to 330. It did that within a couple of days, and we've managed to bank a nice healthy profit there. So happy to report back uh, a good profit this week. Yes, indeed. And we'll report back on the trade in Exaro. Also take a look at the Rand dollar exchange rate uh, and the overall market in Traders Corner this evening. There's finding opportunity, and there's having opportunity find you. Spot trends and trades with a range of signals and alerts, pattern recognition technology, and advanced charts. And experience the difference with IG.